listening to the Sarah Fader podcast, and I'm Sarah Fader, and this is what anxiety feels like. And I'm here with Evan Morgenstern. I miss you. Yes, I miss you too. Hello. Hello, yes. Um, I have too many emotions, and I can't access them because, you know, it's like it's like when the trash builds up, and then you have to take it out, but you're afraid oh, of yeah. like what's in it. From the standpoint, I, I, I get that, not from a emotional necessarily standpoint but definitely um yeah yeah hugs well thank you hugs back I, I mean you you might get that with ocd you know when like the intrusive thoughts get so powerful and so intense and you're like i don't oh, even yeah. know like which one to think about because there's so it many of them just so physically exhausting that it's like okay i wow this is consuming so much of my life yeah, and that's the thing is it sucks, and you just want to go to sleep or like right. hide, but you know that that's going to make it in bed and be away from people. Yeah, yeah, but then you know that that's not going to make it better. Like it's going to make it worse. Right, right. And so you don't want to ignore your obligations, but you also kind of don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't want to ignore your obligations, but you also don't want to feel like gross feelings exactly it's you don't you you just want to like be there for people but also be there for yourself and just feel what you have to feel whatever it means for you yeah and that and and like right now i'm just angry like i'm resentful of of like having too many feelings like there's no such thing as too many feelings. I guess it's just get it gets to the point where it's like overwhelming. Right, right. And it's it's difficult and it's it's hard to explain to the people around you, but it's something that you're going through and that you're allowed to go through and nobody should fault you for. Yeah, and th- this repetitive thought keeps happening in my head where I'm like I don't feel like myself. Like I feel like a version of myself. I feel like, and I'm like, oh no, is the myself, and this is like my over-analytical side, I'm like, is the myself that's like, you know, hyper and, you know, all over the place and fun, like, is that not the real myself? You know, but I guess, I guess like it, things change depending on what's happening, you know? You want to be you, but you want to be you, you, not what you think you are supposed to be, you. Yeah, I want to be like consistently myself, but then, okay. then it's like, do you? I don't know. I start going to weird, like, like a philosophical dilemma. I'm like, do we have? Is there? Is there? A, is there a self? Like, is there a myself, or does it change? Right, that you're adapting to what you think you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't think. I mean, there, there are sometimes where I'm just like, I don't know who I am. I have no idea. I don't know. And, but then what happens is that I start going, oh, no, that's scary. Like, what if what if that's another mental illness? <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, but, it's, it's hard to think what you know what you have, but you don't know what else you might have in addition to that. And you're not sure. Do you want to find out what you what more you have, or you know, or maybe or, or maybe it's nothing. That's the other thing. Maybe right. it's like 
maybe you're you're you don't have anything else. It's just that you're a human that's going through right. a bad time. Right. You know? And I think as we grow and change, you know, like sometimes we don't know ourselves. Right. We no, exactly. I don't think there's ever a definite time that we definitely know exactly who we are. Yeah, and when you're when you don't I think what happens for me is like when I don't know how I'm feeling, then I I start to go, do I know myself? Right. You know, because like, okay, this is an unfamiliar feeling, you know? But you have to, but I think you also have to trust yourself to uh, just enough to know that like you, you know, you better than anyone else knows you and you can, and you will figure it out and do yourself the right way. Yeah, like underneath the core of the anxiety and the fear and the like uncertainty, like there is part right. of me that can be like comforting to me. Right, exactly. And I think that's a big thing with mental health is trying to know yourself deep down and what your expectations and thoughts are for yourself. Yeah. I think like lately, I think that the, what I keep thinking is I have, well, this is what causes like angst and depression and pain. When you have these expectations for yourself and you feel like you're not fulfilling them or like meeting up to them, you know? Right. Right. And then like you, you know, for me, I become critical or like, why can't I insert the blank? Right. And yeah, exactly. Or I should be doing better or I should be, this is where I should be. And this is where I think I am. That kind of thing. Yeah. And I guess that's about like adjusting expectations, you know? Right. Like you will, you can only do so like what you can in this moment and people will have opinions about it, but only you know what you're capable of. Exactly. Only you know you. And that's something that, in spite of just hearing everybody and what they have to say, you take in what makes sense, but ultimately you know what works for you. Yeah. And there's this temptation I have sometimes to be like, ask, ask other people to save me, you know, like, because wouldn't it be nice, right? Like, wouldn't it be nice for someone to fix you or like make it better or, you know, but, they, but ultimately like they can't. You right, know? right. And, and that's the reality. I think it kind of goes back to that sort of like wanting to be a kid again or wanting to be nurtured in that way or like. Right, right. Because nobody. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that like somebody might have a better answer than I have for myself. So. Yeah. Like, let me go with that. Right. Because ultimately you're looking for answers. And if you can't find right. them, you want someone else to like find it for you and the you know I want I like want to be nurtured I want like my I want to be like mothered or whatever but ultimately like the goal would be to mother yourself right right but I think because no, the, the, the reality is nobody wants to feel pain you know right pain emotional physical it's it's uncomfortable right so, I mean, you think about, like, drug addicts. Like, what are they doing? They're trying to avoid pain. Right. It is a an alternative to the pain. 
Yeah. So, I mean, this is a really uplifting podcast. Like, we're making people <laughs> so, like, it's laughing. A, it's a deep, uh, emotional podcast, we're, we'll say. We're feeling emotional. Yes. Yes. I think, and, and I mean, I just, I always go back to old Jews telling jokes. Like, you know, there's, there's never a bad time to make a joke. We, we cover our pain with jokes. Yeah. Humor. Or you get really deeply into our pain. Yeah. I mean, sitting in the dark. Ari, come on, man. Get dressed. Please. You have all the tools, all the materials. I don't know why kids don't want to change their underwear. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I, I can say that I don't remember that, but I remember uh, you just want to do, you know, you just want to do other things. Changing underwear is a big thing, you know. It's complicated. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's just be real. And, right. you know, um, I mean, like, I, I can think back to, like, when they were babies, like, they're just too busy. They're too busy sure. finding things, destroying, ripping up paper, building blocks, like, whatever it is, you know? Being young, young, young people. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Um, so I um, rear-ended an old lady the other day. Which oh. Was, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I'm crying, right? And um, I told her about my um, physical circumstance at the moment. And oh, sure. she was like, you're a little tramp. Oh, oh, but I was like, that's not okay. What? what a, like, just that you're acknowledging it and that's her response. Are you kidding? That's, that's shitty. Yeah. She, and I'm like, you're old, like not to be like ageist, yeah, but, like, yeah, but like, no, that's you're, you're an elderly woman. I feel right. confused. Um, yeah, it was really, it was like really crazy and stressful. And I, I called the police and I was like, she called me a tramp. And like, and I'm on the phone with the cops. I'm like, she, right. I'm like this lady who's sitting in her car and I'm like reading the license plate on to, to the no, police. No, good for you. You know, no, you should. Yeah. You know, because who knows, right? And thank right. you. Like, no, exactly. who knows what she gets, she's capable of, you know? So yeah, that was so nuts. Good for you. But what a shitty, yeah. What a not nice that's it was kind of not and then I called Aaron and I was like can you meet me here this woman just called me a tramp and then oh, he and oh. he he was like what an old lady and then he came and like met me there but it was it was so stressful and she was so weird no, that's fucked up. it was so that's fucked up so fucked up right like yeah. old people do you see like, it's up to her to just sort of deal with this situation or and or just Shut up. Like, yeah, don't, she doesn't need to. No, no, she yeah, doesn't. Like, make okay. nasty, judgy comments. Yeah, I mean, so weird. And, and I was just so out of it and like, I was so out of it and emotional that I didn't have the energy to fight with this person. Fair enough. You know, but, um, I was going to say, um, oh, have you ever dealt with like crazy, like weird old people at your job? Oh, definitely. I mean, because it is, uh, Social security. So, yeah, we definitely get some crazy old people. Um, uh, it's funny, just not funny, but like a lot of how we're 
people be, uh, I'll answer the phone some, or I'll call someone with regards to a social security claim and they'll be like, oh, thank goodness you sound American. I'm like, oh, okay. I, other people could help you with your application, but wow, that's uh, racist and weird, but thanks, I guess. I don't, you know. Yeah, like how do you even respond to that? That's just yeah, weird, I, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think like part of it is like, it's like a weird generational thing where like people, you know, like they think that their, their reasoning or whatever is like actual reasoning. And, and you're like, okay, but we have developed beyond the 1950s. Right, right. We're, we're in the, we're in this time period. Adapt, you know? Yeah. I just don't even understand. Like, you know, like, uh, so for any, and you can't rationalize the people that, are, are like homophobic or you know right. racist or whatever I mean even 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 women in that are from like this elderly generation that are that are misogynist oh, yeah. you know there's just yeah just buying into that generation's idea of how things work exactly um Ari get dressed please. Um, I'm wearing my, my depression pajamas, you know, um, Aww. the, the, like, it's so cute. Thank you. I, I, um, it, the, the shirt is not a depression shirt. It's, it's, it's versatile, but I mean, I guess, I guess Batman could be depressed. Batman. Yeah. I mean, he might have issues, but you know, he's still Batman. He still gets stuff done. He's working it out. Exactly. I mean, he could be depressed because maybe he has a utility belt and he doesn't have like other superpowers that, you know. Exactly. He has no uh, inherent genetic physical things. You know, nothing's happened to him. He just, he has to buy his, uh, his stuff. He does. He, you know, I don't even know what's in the utility belt. Like, I can't even remember, but it's, it's it seems like not exciting. Sort of wrapping hooks and stuff, you know, just... The basics. I mean, is he is he the most boring superhero? I mean, are there people that are like? <laughs> yeah. He's pretty boring. I mean, Spider Man is a guy who has a lot of stuff and and deep personality. It's true. He's a rich guy that has a lot of stuff. It's not like he's like, you know. I mean, Spider Man was like bit by a spider. Right, right. People came into their powers. He just came into wealth. Right. He was grandfathered in. Right. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Like you, you made a really good point, Evan. Like <laughs> he, he, he's a spoiled rich dude. He's a one percenter. That's it. He is a one percenter. He yeah. does not pay a lot of taxes. Exactly. Somehow. I he yeah. While being rich, he avoids it. He knows what he knows. <laughs> he knows how to make it. You know, Correct. cheat the system. I bet that he. Also, somehow works for big pharma. With all you know, the chemicals that are involved, yeah, you know, I'm sure he does. He does. I mean, or he he's got some like some stockholder situation, you know. Basis his his whatever depression he 
Yeah, he's got all the drugs, all the tools, all the everything. That's, he's got he's got you know drawers worth of pharmaceuticals. Yep. You know, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sad that rich people get to be superheroes. I feel like that doesn't that doesn't go together. I feel like that is the the sad moral of Batman is that you know you got to be rich to uh, be able to fight crime. But why? That's the thing. What? Why does wealth make you able to fight crime better than like? And being, if you're willing to even do it at that point, you're not doing it for the money. Let's just right. So does that? If he's so, I guess he is a good person because if he's still, if he's rich, but you know, he could choose to just like not do anything. I think we need to. Uh... If anyone out there is willing, is uh, wealthy and fights crime, let us know how and why you do it. Yeah. Also, we are sponsored by Ravishly.com. Amazing site and amazing writing. Yes. Everyone should read it. They have lots of feminist articles, body image yeah. articles. You know, we talk about cats, dogs, humor. Um, th- just amazing. On here, it's it's so amazing. Absolutely, you should read their read all of their stuff. I've written for them about they they talk about mental health issues. The editor in chief, uh, Joan Edelman, has bipolar disorder. I've written about anxiety, and I'm about to publish something about being misdiagnosed with bipolar. Oh, yeah, oh, so, great. Can't uh, wait to read it. Yeah, thank you. And and Aaron Carr does a column called "Ask Aaron" on Ravishly, um, and where you can ask her anything that you want, and she gives great advice. So it's um, Ravishly R A V I S H L Y dot com. Check them out. Proud sponsor. Definitely. Wonderful site. We love them. Love it. Yes. Um, and also. I don't know. Everyone should just drink more water. They really should. Just hydrate and drink water and be healthy. Um, I I felt better than I ever have before since I've started drinking a minimum of three liters of water a day. Hard to do. I pee a lot, but a lot of water. Yeah, I'd imagine that you do pee a lot. I wake up with dry mouth because of the medicines that I take. That will also do that, yes. And, um... I, I sound, this sounds so lame, but I cannot wait to see my psychiatrist on Monday. Like, this is how you know that you have no life. <laughs> You're like, uh, just, you, you know, know, sometimes because I feel like so often we go to our therapists and psychiatrists and we don't have a lot going in there to say that when you do have something big to say, it feels really good. It does. It's like, it's like. You know what? It's like it's like when you really, really need to go to the bathroom, and you go, and you're just like, I feel so much better. You know? Got it right out there. Yeah, just like, well, it's more like when you're constipated, and you're like, you're like waiting for that to happen, and you're like, that was amazing. That was a relief. You know? No, I hear you. And, and I mean, I, you know, I think with my, my bodily functions, like that kind of stuff, like I, I get so fearful. I'm like, I'm never going to feel better. And then, and then, which is not rational. No, I mean, it comes with mental health and physical issues, you know? 
It does, and it's also related to OCD because I part of my OCD is hypochondria, right. right? So I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I'm never gonna throw up. You know, I'm gonna be miserable forever. Yeah. And do Do you ever feel like I I some I get this sometimes with with OCD and like the intrusive thoughts? Do you ever feel like like you're if you can communicate, if you do communicate them to people, like that people think you're being negative. Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's why it's hard to communicate it. It's that. Okay. So you do get that. What, like, how, does, oh, yeah. how does that, like, what, what do you start thinking or how does that manifest? I feel like people are judging and people are doubting whether it's as bad as it might be. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly. It's it's like, and then you're like, then it's like the shame, right? You're just like, well, right. maybe like I shouldn't say anything because like, or or if you start over communicating them, right? You know, you're just like, I don't know. Uh, it's it's so frustrating. Like I I started doing the reassurance seeking thing with my boss yesterday, and it was sure. like embarrassing because I'm like, is this good? Do you, is this what you need? Is this what I'm? Uh, you know. Yeah. And, and then, and that's, so it can be irritating to people. Um, I, I mean, the thing is, I feel like the right people understand and will hear and accept you. Yeah. And I mean, there's only so much you can control, right? Right. Because you do your best, right? You do your best to like, um, right. You do not, not to not annoy people, but like to take responsibility for your behavior. You know, oh, no, exactly. Sort of like, okay, let me adapt to how I feel people are going to deal with this. Yeah, like not overwhelming them, but also like taking ownership for your feelings and being like, you know, I'm, right. I'm feeling, I, I, I'm struggling with these intrusive thoughts and I'm not going to feel bad that that's happening because it's real. No, of course. You know? No, it's... Uh, you're, you have to, again, as they say, you have to do you, but you just, you know, you kind of want to not deal with people's reactions because it's in, on top of everything else. It's more exhausting. Yeah, the judgment of that. I, I think, right. you know, it's hard, especially because you're, you are, you're a harshest critic. And right, right. I think, like I was talking about this to you, like, off the air, but like, um, the feeling of the, when your productivity goes down because of mental health stuff, right? you know, it's not, you, you, I feel frustrated with that because it's not like I, it's not like I'm meaning to slack off or whatever. It's like my mental health is making it so it's difficult for me to oh, no, produce. Or, yeah. Right. And it's not something that everybody necessarily understands. Yeah, and then it, it, it from the outside, it, it may look like you're not doing what your job or your, what you're supposed to do. And, right. And you can only push yourself so much. Right. You know, that's I think that, that that's a big thing that people struggle with is, like, burnout. It, just that dealing with your own stuff is so involved and so exhausting. And then dealing with this stuff in... IRL, as people say, in your job, in your life, it's like, yeah, it can really compound and become so difficult to, it just, it takes its toll. Yeah, exactly. 
And and we should name this episode the most depressing podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I hope, hopefully this uh, people can relate and understand it and, uh, you know, they know can, where we're coming from. They, they, they can and they will. <laughs> they will. They will relate whether they like it or not. <laughs> right. You know? Um, yeah. I, I used to... I, I I can't remember if I mentioned this on a podcast or not, but like I used to call the the version of myself that was depressed like Sarah too. <laughs> okay. And um. And that's that, that's kind of going back to like the identity thing. I think I, I, this might be just the mental illness thing or mental health issue thing where you you feel like you're you're like going along and things are going well, and then you hit some kind of like a life like a life challenge or like something right. that somehow pushes you into a state of like challenge or depression or just struggle in some way. Oh yeah. No, I hear you. you uh, that's very much. Yeah. You know, and then, and then it's, fr- it can be really frustrating because I guess you could, you could term it as like a relapse or something, but like, it's, it's like, it's a di- it's different from the from like the status quo or the baseline that you've been living. Right, and that you thought you're like, well, I'm going well, I'm doing well, and you, you don't want to think like, okay, that suddenly stopped. Yeah, because then it's the unknown. When will I get right. back to the baseline? Right. Like you, you know, through historical experience that you do. Right. Oh, but it's hard in that moment. Yeah. And I, and like, that's kind of what I'm dealing with now is like where, you know, wearing depression pajamas, feeling like when I, when we go, when we separate, um, from this, from this, uh, from this connection that we're having this, this deep connection, um, that I will just go lie down again. No. And, and I'm here for you and hugs and, you know, I, I, you have a support network. We will help you get through it. I love you. I'm so I'm so excited that um, that you might come out here. That'll be fun. Yeah, and again, I don't I don't want to guarantee anything because I don't I said it and I'm like I got to look at my funds and all that stuff. But just I you know I'd love to see you in person. It's been too long. I know. Seriously, I got to come back there too. I should. Um, you know, we have the extra room. You. Definitely, you guys should come out here. We should. We should definitely. We should definitely um, visit. I uh, what was I going to say? So, but how how has your has your OCD been like manageable lately, or like? It's gotten a little weird just because of all the you know the foot problem and the heart thing and stuff like that. But um, and now Nicole's sick and. I want to care for her, but you know, it's just always worrying about stuff, but it's, it's manageable in that I can get through. It's just exhausting. It's always very tiring. Yeah. That's the thing about it. It's like your brain yeah. is so tired. It, Cause even just the emotional thinking of about the things make it tired. Yeah. That's the, I think that's like the most exhausting part of it. Right. Is that like, feeling of um of like having to navigate those thoughts right having to be like 
are are you I know you you have like germ stuff like are you fearful of getting sick from Nicole? Um, I mean, I can't lie. Of course, I am, but I also want to be there for her, and it's kind of you know the challenge of trying to think of. Uh, I want to be there for her, and I also don't want to get sick, but I also. You know, trying to think of like what's the worst that can happen, but also, yeah, I've already missed a lot of work because of the foot and the heart thing, and it's just trying to rationalize all of it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, what was I gonna say? We should end this on the most depressing note possible. <laughs> it's like, what can we say that's like, you know, just just like stay in your dirty clothes and don't take a shower and ever, uh, you know, deal and, with your shit as, uh, within yourself and who knows, hope for the best. I, I say, you know, I, I, I hate, I hate when people are like self care, you know, yeah. You're, you're like, uh, yeah. but you know, I think we, it's like you do, you do what you can, you know, well, it's kind of like self care is just sort of, don't don't push anything. Just try to just do whatever feels right for you in the moment. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some extraordinary thing. Just even if it's just laying down and feeling better. I'm gonna on that note. I'm gonna go <laughs> lay down and <laughs> feel better. Right. Love you. Always here for you. I love you too. My the next podcast, I will be less lethargic. I feel it. Oh no! I hopefully me too, and we will next podcast upper. <laughs> exactly! Yay! All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. Bye.